Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Welcome in on Draft Day, everybody, to the OBR Newswire podcast. It is Thursday, April 23rd, first day of the draft. Hope you're as pumped as we are here at the OBR. Should be a fantastic set of days here where we give you the ultimate coverage, including film rooms, constant rumors, forums jam-packed with insiders giving you guys information on these picks as they happen in real time. We do hope you will be joining us before we get to today's Hey, dumbass segment that we do with Barry McBride. I'm going to talk to you guys about our friends at betonline.ag. You've heard me talk about them once. I'll continue to keep talking about them. Go there to get your gambling fix in. Poker Blackjack, they have betting, gambling on Madden Madden 20 simulations, among many other things, including the stock market, the weather, game shows, Survivor, a whole bunch of different things you can still gamble on. And I think they're going to still have some draft props up for you, too, before things get rocking and rolling. Get that bonus upon signing up with them using the promo code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, all one word. Again, betonline.ag, your online wagering solution. We're going to get over to Barry McBride here in just a moment. This will be our last segment of Hey Dumbass. We're going to have Brenton Sobleski start taking this Wednesday role for your Thursday morning podcast. So uh, we have a fun set of questions to deal with Barry. It won't be the last time we talk to Barry, and, and uh, we'll have him on many other times and bring up a myriad of different topics. But we're going to have Sobo on continually every Thursday podcast for you guys going forward. He'll do fantastic stuff taking on the draft for us as we move forward after this draft and into the next one. But this will be a fun edition with Barry McBride, and I hope you guys do enjoy it. Let's get over to the interview. Well, this might be my last or maybe the penultimate regularly scheduled podcast appearance, but fear not, the beloved Hey Dumbass segment will uh, likely make continued appearances as a fill-in uh, when the actually knowledgeable people are here to uh, uh, or can't make their slot, I might fill in for them. So there may be more Hey Dumbass in the OBR Newswire podcast future. Uh, but this is the last regularly scheduled one, so let's make it a good one, Jake. Let's make it a good one. I'm in. we got some good questions. Let's start this thing up. All right. Uh, first question comes from Evil Elf on Twitter, and he asks the important question, do you share your bourbon or do you hoard it? And uh, obviously the hate dumbass writers are uh, very interested in my drinking techniques <laughs> since uh, I've been working on them for a long time. And I'm a sharer. Uh, I've been known to buy bottles of ones I like so friends can try them. Uh, I think bourbon is best enjoyed with good food, uh, friends, and uh, maybe a cigar if you have one, which I usually don't because uh, uh, the family doesn't like me smoking inside the house. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's how you can best enjoy bourbon, in, in my opinion, is, is with other people. Uh, so I don't hoard it, believe it or not. Uh, I know you're not a drinker, so I won't ask you about this, but uh, uh, that's my approach to it, at least. Um, Slats Magnum, also from Twitter, writes in, Hey, dumbass. Actually, he said, Holy crap, Art, after my old Art Bites nickname. <laughs> he said, Do you have Lane chained to a keyboard with a cell phone taped to his head? Rumor Central blowed up, and uh, it did blow up. It, it blowed up good. 
but I, I honestly, Jake, I can't believe I'm being accused of violating OSHA statutes uh, with regard to my uh, compadre and good friend Lane Atkins, uh, because frankly, it's impossible to chain Lane Atkins down. He's a force of nature. <laughs> he can't be contained by any means designed by mere mortals. Yeah, this is this is when we start getting a lot of information. So yeah, I mean, in a sense, imaginary chains, right? He will be. We both, we all will be. Um, yeah, we're all sort of metaphorically chained to our keyboards. Yeah, we'll eat some dinner um, tomorrow night. Well, maybe watch Draft Day, the movie, right? Is the old, the old uh, <laughs> homage to terrible movies and terrible Cleveland draft decisions, and then. And then it's eight o'clock, right? And it's here. And but yeah, we'll be we'll be swamped. We got we got Lane working the desk. We got you know Fred working the press conferences as they come up on Zoom. And and then we'll have as many quick hit articles and film rooms up the next day and tons of content. So we're all going to be chained to our desk here. We'll all be answering all your questions. So it'll be a fun time. It will be. Uh, and believe it or not, I've never watched Draft Day. I've never watched. Wow. The... Well, you got to you I, really got to waste your time on it. It's it's worth one time. <laughs> Wasting your time. I remember watching it the first time and uh, just being so annoyed with it because it just felt like it was like punching Cleveland even worse. But um, yeah, you know, they end up what they do, and I'll give you a quick synopsis like a 30 second synopsis. They 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 have Kevin Costner who's running the, the, the draft, ends up trading, gets an offer to trade up from seven to one. He has to give up pick seven, two future, a first, a future first, and a future 30 denies it. Calls him back, making this trade from his truck, right? His truck, not mm-hmm. consulting anybody else, making the trade from his truck. Seahawks bend him over the table and said, now that you waited, we're going to make you give us, instead of one and a three, we're going to take your one and your, your one the following year. Takes the deal, right? They go in, they study this Wisconsin quarterback, Bo Callahan. They find that nobody went to his 21st birthday. It's crazy. <laughs> so th- this, is, this is the thing that makes them decide they don't want him. So they give up. They decide to, to take this linebacker from Ohio State, ironically enough. They take the linebacker from Ohio State, who's kind of like a – um, uh, his name's Vontae's Mack, right? He's, he's, he's Vontae Mack. Anyway, so they take the linebacker, then they jump back up to pick six. They trade future, they're, they're pick 39 and a couple of other uh, um, future seconds. They jump to pick six, and then they get Seattle to call him back because Callahan has slipped down the board. The Browns are going to take him at six. Then they end up getting their picks back from Seattle for the next two future ones, right, to get to, to swap pick seven and six. And what do the Browns do with pick seven? They take a running back. <laughs> that's, that's what they end up doing. That's the culmination of the whole movie. Is they end up with a linebacker and a running back with picks one and and freaking seven, and that's that's the crux. Man. Oh jeez! And they think it's a home run. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that would be the Cleveland Browns for you, and uh, we look for similar scenarios. Those of us who've been 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 burned over the last twenty years tomorrow, but we hope they don't happen for sure. Um, next question. Uh, oh, one sock says, "Why the secrecy around the orange pants? Is it for another off-season reveal?" And uh, honestly, uh, as I've said a couple of podcasts ago, uh, I'm not a real uniform guy. You know, uh, I root for the players, not the uniforms. And uh, uh, but I know a lot of people are really into it or whatever. All, all I know is that Lane said in ATI that the orange pants were coming. And then a few days later, I hear J-Dubs 3 tell a radio station that they were overlooked or something like that and that they're going to look at him. Um, they'll I, they'll I be on a primetime game. They'll, they'll make a random appearance and they'll fire everybody up. That's what they'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is 
undoubtedly some uh, uniform-related related skullduggery, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm conspiratorial by nature and uh, think they have this sort of ace up their sleeve here. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun either way as long as they're playing football. That's all I care about. Yeah, ultimately um, me too. Uh, next question from Salem Dog uh, in the cooler, and he says, how well does Wills match with the new blocking system, and can Wills make the transition from right to left? Um, you know, and, and let me say here, as a serious, super serious draft expert that <laughs> I am, uh, I am not enthused about a, a rookie learning to wipe with the other hand, as one of the offensive tackles said. Uh, that all sounds very messy to me. Uh, you know, the team, you know, since Wills plays on the right, the team seems serious about looking to conquer the left tackle, but I find that hard to figure, too. Uh, so in my totally expert, draft expert opinion, uh, is everything I've read about Wills suggests he's explosive and agile, which means he'll probably fit Stefanski's system, but I'll leave it to the experts post-draft if he winds up with uh winds up with the browns how's that for an answer it's good enough for me well listen I'll, i mean i'll add to it i i think i think I, I put up a video on our youtube channel about these five tackles and wills was one of them i think he's best fit to run um a gap scheme in terms of like power counter stuff where you're down inside and you're double teaming and then climbing to the second level uh could he handle running laterally i think he's athletic enough i don't i don't imagine he can't it would be something new for him he did not do that at Alabama. And there's also the nuance of going right side to left side. He, like, you know, Werfs has had a little bit of left side experience. Becton has bounced around right side to left side a little bit. And there's a little less worry there. But, I mean, you know, Wills has not played left tackle at all. You say you can do it. And I'm sure, like, it's not altogether that difficult to change. But it's also a level of mystery, right, Barry? Like, you don't know. You haven't seen it. So you yeah. are making more projection with him than you are other people ultimately. And, uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to Bill Callahan's opinion. We don't talk about that enough, about what he thinks and what he thinks he can work with, all of those things. But, you know, it's big-time projection with Wills, and I'm not, you know, and his pass blocking is not the cleanest. He's allowed a, a decent number of pressures, um, you know, and he has an inside vulnerability, whether it's a spin move inside or whether somebody kind of gives him an outside stutter step and comes back inside. He was vulnerable to that this year. So, um just like all these tackle prospects, I don't think he's perfect. I don't think that I would be worried if they took him, put it that way. I think that he could adapt and figure it out. I do think there are better fits, though. Um, but Wills is a mauler. He gets his hands on you downhill, and he's, you know, people talk about Becton as one of the best finishers they've seen. Listen, that dude's a finisher. Wills is like an angry football player. Like, he plays to <laughs> embarrass you, and he's more agile about how he does it, but with enough power to still finish you. Um, a little bit more agility, a lot more agility, in my opinion, than Beckton. So, it, it, listen, these four guys, I, I can make a case for why I like them or think they could go, and I'm, I'm a big Josh Jones guy too now. And um, Just let's see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out, then we'll see what they tell us, and we'll kind of look at the film and see where we think they can fit. And yeah, I, was, I was thinking it's actually two projections, given how important this season would be to Baker Mayfield and uh, Stefanski. Um, you know, one projection is can he go from right to left? The other projection is how well does he fit in as a rookie to the NFL game, right? And I just because... don't see them very – I don't see them switching Jack Conklin. You signed him to play right tackle. He's played right yeah. tackle for four years. Gave him proven money to do it. Making him go to left side would be pretty surprising for me. Yep, yep. 
Uh, next question from Sam Atlanta uh, in the cooler. He writes, hey, dumbass, what's your ideal draft trade scenario and how much will you drink when it doesn't happen? Now, I, I was on record with this uh, a couple of podcasts ago, maybe last week, maybe the week before, that I wanted the team to trade for Trent Williams and then take the best player available other than a quarterback at 10 and just let the draft come to you. And, uh, you know, in terms of what I'll drink when that doesn't happen uh, is uh, most likely a lot, um, you know, sort of regardless, because this is like Christmas for me, you know, the NFL draft. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it is for a lot of Browns fans. And uh, I've got a new bottle of bourbon, and I'm not afraid to use it. That's all I got to say about draft night. So I, I hope the Browns don't trade up to uh, 31 or 32, and I have to write because I may not be in the best shape by that time of the night. <laughs> I don't think you'll be alone well, in that. <laughs> no. I'll have plenty of company uh, with the guys on the forums and in the chat room and all that, I'm sure. By the way, if you're listening in, we will be uh, putting the chat room open over draft weekend, and uh, I'll have it posted on the front page and in the forums, and it'll be hopefully easy to get to. Uh, let's see here. Um, next question is from uh, long-haired leaping gnome. He, he, he asks, hey, dumbass, if I scream Pittsburgh sucks with an N95 mask on, will a Yinzer understand it? And this is, this is a good question for me because I am somewhat of an expert on that particular tribe or subgenus of, uh, uh, of, of human uh, that lives in Pittsburgh. And all I can tell you, long-haired, leapy gnome, is that uh, I, I can't tell you he'll understand it. I can't tell you he'll hear it. Uh, I don't know how he'll react because I have really after all my years of study, no clue as to how Steeler fans process information. You know, they're, 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 their mullets suggest probably it's like 50-50. He'll understand what you're saying. <laughs> but he'll certainly hear it. He'll certainly he will certainly hear it. hear it, yes. He will certainly hear it. Let's see. Uh, I, I think we got maybe one or two more. See if we can uh, hold this one to a reasonable amount of time. Uh, hopeless layabout writes, how confident are you in this front office's ability to find good talent on day two or day three of the draft. And I would just have to say, sort of like Pavlov's dog, I'm sort of a victim of my personal experience. Uh, so I have no faith uh, because I've been following this team since 99. Uh, I followed them before then, but this iteration of the Cleveland Browns since 99, it, it has not been pleasant. You know, every time we get enthusiastic about the draft, we seem to get smacked on the head like a game of whack-a-mole. But uh, I, I'm used to the Browns staying in position, and when they did, they picked Justin Gilbert. I'm used to them trading down and picking guys like Cam Irving. You know, uh, I, I have no faith either way it's been beaten out of me. But, you know, on the upside, Andrew Berry is one smart guy. You know, I'm putting a lot of faith in Andrew Berry. I'll put my money on smart every time. Uh, even if he did get a degree in computer science and programming and all that kind of nonsense, I still think he's a he's a bright guy. And uh, like I said, I'll put my money on smart. What about you, Jake? Do you have faith in their day two, day three abilities? Ultimately, what it is, Barry, is it's, it's it's a show me kind of deal for these guys. I mean, we have seen organizations like the Browns bring in 
talented people before, people we thought were extremely intelligent, and who are probably extremely intelligent people. Um, we've seen them bring in some idiots too. Don't don't get me wrong, but we've seen you know front offices that we like. We think that they're going to do well, and they've fallen on mm-hmm. their face. So so where we're at with this, and where I'm at with it, is show me. Show me you can do it, and then I'll start selling the faith again, right? I'm not going to give you blind faith. I think this is nice. This group has been nice. I'll put it this way. They've given me no reason not to have faith yet. They haven't also done anything Mm -hmm. to give me faith. They're sitting right there in the middle. I like the alignment for the first time in a while, guys who seem to be lockstep, and and that's a different thing than we've had here in a while, which is you know the front office being led by Andrew Barry and and the head coach, seeming like guys who would actually go out to the bar and drink together, right? Like Guys who could get mm-hmm. along, and guys who are in lockstep, right. and um, you know that's good, that's great. I feel good about it until I don't feel good about it, and that's probably a lame answer. But I, I don't want to predict here because I don't know, and I've I've gotten ahead of myself, and I don't want to do that anymore. So so show me, show me you can do it. Show me you can make the right decisions when the when the decisions matter. Not just one draft. Show me you can do it over consecutive drafts. And also, you know, right. don't you don't have to be this. You don't have to be too smart. You don't have to try to get cute. You don't have to try to be too smart. Just you know, there's a balance there, right, Barry, of trusting instincts, football instincts uh, about players and about spots that you're picking, and then there's trusting some data too. And the best guys at doing this can find a blend of that. So that's what you hope, Andrew Barry, with a scouting background, a playing background, and a really sharp mind that absorbs a lot of different numbers and a not a, a lot of different outside the box thinking can find the best blend of that when it matters so that's that's what you're hoping for but yeah there's a whole hell of a lot of show me before i buy into anything sort of stuff going on here and i I think that's a good way to to uh end the podcast tonight because i think what you're saying a lot of browns uh, fans and and experts like yourself can relate to you know certainly the browns fan base of which i am proudly a part uh we've gotten up for new iterations of this team new quarterbacks, new coaches so many times. And it's always been, you know, with a couple of bright moments here and there since 99, it's always been a letdown. So I think I wouldn't describe us all as being jaded, but we're cautious mm-hmm. these days yeah. in placing our faith in a front office and a coaching staff. And uh, I hope that uh, tomorrow is uh, the first step to really winning us over. Or when this podcast goes out, it'll be tonight. But, uh, you know, Thursday night, I hope they win us over. And ultimately, too, Barry, I hope I hope we give them the time to do it. I think that even John Dorsey, who I think you can probably see the writing on the wall, um, you know, and Sashi Brown, too, you, you got to let them see something through for once. Let them see three, four years down the line. Give them four years. You should give these guys four years to figure this thing out. And I don't care at this point whether they pick the punters tomorrow or whatever. You gave them enough trust to make this whole alignment happen. This is the, the Stefanski hire is who you wanted years ago, a couple years back. You know, give these guys a chance to actually do it, and us a chance to truly evaluate them over a four-year window. But I'm with you. We should close it up there. Um, we'll thank everybody for listening. Uh, the you know the hey dumbass stuff. We will bring Barry. Barry's going to try to shy away. We will bring him back. He will not run. Eventually, <laughs> he will come back. There's some fun some fun topics that we can we can cover. 
especially over the next few months when things get kind of boring and there's no physical OTA videos or anything like that to talk about. We'll find some things to talk about. So uh, thanks for listening to us, guys, and thanks for tuning in this week, uh, especially if you didn't get a chance to listen to Lane's Rumor Central podcast yesterday. Go back and listen to it. A lot of good nuggets in there. I'll be jumping on with John Stephenson, who's uh, at All22 Chalk Talk on Twitter tomorrow. We'll talk about the first pick, have some insights there for you. And like Barry said earlier, we'll have a ton of stuff that will be posted over the next 24 hours, right? And even into the following morning, heading into round two, round three on Friday that goes into Friday evening. So a uh, big thanks to our sponsors, betonline.ag, and a big thanks to Blue Wire, and a big thanks to you guys for subscribing, listening, listening numbers keep going up. We appreciate that. We hope you guys can keep tuning in as you get comfortable with us being your every morning routine as some of you get back to work, some of you get back to that daily commute that uh, that, that was so customary for all these years in your life, right? And this, this whole thing happened. So we hope you, we can continue to be a part of that. So thanks again from the OBR, and we're excited to see you over the next few days, and go Browns.